Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Peace Mitchell. I'm Katie Garner. Hello. And we are co-founders of Ozmopreneur and the Women's Business School, and we are so proud to present our new podcast, Best and Brightest Show. Yeah. So we've got an exciting guest for you today, but before we bring her on, I just wanted to give you a little bit of an update on how things are going. Uh, we have the Osmopreneur Awards happening this year, and we've got nominations coming in at the moment. Yeah, it's really, really exciting. Everyone's been nominating each other and themselves, and yeah, it's been really great. Yeah, this year we're holding a hybrid event, so we're doing all of the online, all of the judging will happen online and then we're holding the event, we're doing an awards announcement night online as well, which is so great, really gives access for people in regional, rural and remote areas an opportunity to be part of the event and really all celebrate together. And I love that, you know, friends and family get to be part of the celebration as well because they're all there online watching with you. Mm -hmm. But as well as that, we're also holding an in-person event Yes, we are at the beautiful Sunshine Coast. We'll be doing an awards presentation. So we will still be presenting trophies to winners and all of the beautiful moments for photos and being together and celebrating together. So that's going to be really exciting. And we've also got a bit of a retreat program happening um, in the two days beforehand. So it's going to be really um, lovely. I can't wait. Yeah, that's going to be so beautiful. I think bringing people together, people we haven't seen for such a long time because of COVID, yes. but also new people too. That's the other thing that I love every single year about the awards. It's the friends we haven't met yet. Yes. It's the <laughs> incredible people who we uncover as part of the process, the amazing stories that we hear and the incredible people who, yeah, who, who we find and meet and get to know. And I love that about the whole process. Yeah, me too. So it's really great getting to hear everybody's story and really find out why they do what they do. Yeah, it's amazing. So we would love you to help us, though, in our search. We're looking for people. We're searching for Australia's best and brightest mums mm -hmm. in business to nominate for these awards. And we can't do it on our own. You know, we um, we need your help to nominate people who are amazing and who are doing great things in business, who are really, um, I'd love to find really innovative people who are doing things, different things, creating things, making different things, or just running their business in a different way. Really yeah. love help with that. So if you know people who are amazing mums in business, please nominate them for the awards. It takes less than a minute to nominate. But it really can be such a boost to people to know that you think they're doing a great job. Yeah, and we've got a big goal this year as well because we're raising money for Share the Dignity. And for every um, nomination that we receive, we will donate $1. So we're hoping that we can raise lots of money for Share the Dignity, which also brings us to our next guest. Yes, absolutely. So we're so honoured today to be chatting with Rochelle Courtney, Courtney of Share the Dignity. And she's an incredible woman who we discovered through the Osmopreneur Awards way back in 2015 when she was just starting out. So we'd be so excited to welcome Rochelle. Hey, lady. How excited she goes. Hi. Hi. It's so great to brand, Katie. <laughs> yes Just rocking the hot pink love my pink <laughs> so Rochelle for people who haven't met you before we'd love to hear about who you are and what it is that you do with Share the Dignity 
Yeah, look, I'm Rochelle, um, otherwise known as the Pad Lady now of Australia, a title I'm really honoured to have, actually. But I am also a mother of two beautiful girls, a grandmother, a wife, a daughter, and a, and a great friend. And um, I am excited to be part of um, Share the Dignity, a charity that I started back in 2015 when I read an article that talked about how women and girls were having to use stocks and newspaper to deal with their period. And um, realising that that was happening in Australia still floors me. Um, so, yeah, so I started Share the Dignity just knowing that that is not okay here in Australia. And I'm really excited to say that we've now reached 3 million packets of pads and tampons or period products that we've been able to distribute to the 3,000 charities that we work with around Australia. It doesn't happen without these amazing, amazing women we call Shiro's. And we have a few heroes in there as well um, around Australia who make sure that no woman or girl goes without the very basic of essentials. So, um, yeah, in a, in a nutshell, Share the Dignity is here to make sure that women are afforded the dignity in life that so many of us take for granted. It's an incredible story, Rochelle, and I'd love to hear more about those early days. Like you read an article and then you were like, okay, I'm going to do something. But I'm sure it wasn't that easy. Can you tell us about the start of the journey and how yeah. it all began? Yeah, look, it wasn't it wasn't easy, and it actually feels like a bit of a, a blur. And I may have a little PTSD from it, but let's just go into it, how it all started. I mean, literally, it was really not how was I going to do it. it. Was really I couldn't not do it. Um, I was a woman who suffered severely with endometriosis, so for me having um, access to sanitary items and a shower and a washing machine and all those things were just taken for granted. I just have never thought that people would go without. So um, a lot of uh, surrounding myself with amazing people. And remember that I started, I did have my own personal training business and I made all my clients bring me a packet of um, pads or tampons for every wine that they had had in the month of um, March 2015. We collected 450 packets of pads and tampons. I had great clients. Um, but it wasn't like we were giving a woman a warm jacket that kept her warm for years. It was a monthly problem and it wasn't long before they were all gone. So in the May of 2015, um, I did a shout out again on face on our little Facebook page. So on our Facebook page, we would have had maybe 230 people. I probably knew every single one of them being, living in the same community that I'd always lived in. Um, and then it kind of went viral. It went if it wasn't for Facebook, if it wasn't for social media, Share the Dignity wouldn't exist because what would you have done? Put a front page um, advertisement on every paper in Australia. It just would never have been able to happen. So it really was the power of social media. And it was about always, I knew that there wasn't a woman in Australia who wouldn't be empathetic to a hearing that another woman was using socks on newspaper in her undies to deal with her period. So my job was always really clear, that, and it still is, that I need to make sure that, that everybody knows about it. So I literally set myself a vision board and I knew what I wanted and I still live by that vision board. And I made that vision board after I went to the Osmum from a um, very first event in 2015. I nominated myself for an award I didn't deserve an award. I hadn't done anything by that stage. Literally, I'd set up one collection in the August, as well as our 450 packets of pads and tampons. But I didn't know how to write an editorial. And I thought if I entered that you guys would write me an editorial um, and that that would start everything. But it really did start everything because 
the women that I met, even the judges that I met on in that very first round are still my friends and still help me should I need help. But the more people that I told about it, the more people were brought along on that journey. Um, and it was really a remarkable environment. And to be honest, I've been parts of lots of different awards and nothing ever really compares to the connection that happens at the Oz Mumpreneur Awards. And we've had, you know, two of the women that I've met at those awards actually come on our board and do their two-year tenure on our board and everything. So it's, you know, it really was about, I didn't have the skill set to do all of this myself. I needed to surround myself with amazing women and, and men who did. And I think the biggest journey that it has been has been that I, you know, learning, just taking it all in and learning from other people. That's I don't amazing. even know if that answered your question, but I went off on another tangent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such an amazing story. And I love... I love hearing about how coming along in 2015 to our awards, you didn't know anyone. You'd reached out to us and asked if we would collect. And we ha I remember that we had a collection box for you and everybody flew in from Australia and they packed spare um, pads and tampons in their bags so they could give them to the collection. Even though like Share the Dignity was such a new thing, everybody just wanted to get on board and support you. Um, the other thing is you mentioned the press release template that we gave you. You actually, I don't know whether you remember this, but that was the template that you sent to the project and then they featured you and talked about dignity. So yeah. I love that we were, you know, part of part of your journey right back from those early days and Absolutely. I'm sure that being on the project would have helped get you where yeah. you are as well. Yeah, it, sky, it skyrocketed it because, I, again, as soon as people knew that, that that problem existed, they wanted to help. So my job was kind of made simple but I just I was always keep it simple stupid the kiss so if it was easy to, to donate um, if it was easy to volunteer and if it was easy to be part of the solution which meant sharing content um, that's what were my three big things so all, mm -hmm. even now it's I try to make it so easy to donate. women um, are amazing creatures at wanting to always be part of a solution um, and when Ever I speak to somebody, it's about how, how can you help or what's your best skill set, right? And if we also then break that down, how can you donate? Look, now you can donate in every Woolworths in Australia, which is incredible, right? But back then, it was on our verandas um, and it was, um, yeah, it wasn't the best. And I always say, we never made mistakes along the way. We just learned how to do things better. That's yeah, so cool. it's such an incredible story. It really is. And I... You know, I love that you're still now telling people about issues that are there that we don't know about. So, uh, you know, you started out saying this is what's happening. Women don't have access to these things. But just this week I read a post that you put up that um, hospitals aren't providing. Yeah. The, you know, yeah, blown away that they wouldn't have those sort of things on hand and that now it's up to share the dignity to partner with organisations to try and make sure that people do have that access. Absolutely. And I think that we've sat um, really well and I'm really proud of the advocacy that we've done in this space. We've now, um, while we have our collection points in March and August, you know, I'm, one of the things I'm so proud about was getting the removal of the tampon tax. Um, getting access to sanitary items into schools, which we did 
um, a little bit around the other way. We went to education departments and said, we don't want your money. We just want to put these machines in. We want to make sure this is happening. And then we went with the, okay, now it's your turn. And now we've done the same thing with um, hospitals. So we did exactly the same thing. We knew that there was a problem in hospitals. We have 15 vending machines in hospitals. They're the most used in Australia. Those problems existed, but until the government sees data and sees the, the way that it can have an impact, they won't be brought on the journey. So we've you know, sat in a place where if we were still asking the government to fix the problem, we'd still be there six years later. We just went in and fixed it, right? And then went then to ask them for help. Yeah, incredible. Um, do you know what the impact you've had at this stage is? With, yeah, look, with, we have collected over $53 million worth of donations since we've started. So, um, that doesn't include the mental health impact on what giving a bag or receiving a bag is. And, and you know, and I say even volunteering, like the volunteers that we have, um, it's a family. Um, COVID really affected a lot of people. And we ha we started our own um, pen pal group. You know, we connected Queensland with Tasmania. And, you know, there it's just people have formed great connections and great friendships as volunteering. And then you have people who put together a bag. Now, I put together a bag all the, like all year, like every time I go to the shop, to be honest, it's become an addiction. But putting together a bag releases such great endorphins for me. And then understanding that that bag then goes off to a woman who needs it. Like, how do you even measure the impact of making sure that somebody who's fled domestic violence has is able to brush her teeth or wash her hair? Like, we just can't measure that. We know what the financial impact is because we've been able to, to measure that along the way. But those things are things that can't be measured. Yeah, that's so amazing. I know um, a while ago you were doing a study on the impact of girls who are missing school because of this and the difference that having access to pads and tampons made to their education as well. Yeah, look, that research pieces. So we have already um, over 50 vending machines, dignity vending machines in schools. And for anyone who doesn't know what they are, there is one right behind me. So it does dispense a period pack, which has two pads and six tampons. And we've installed now 350 of those around Australia. They cost us $10,000 each machine to install and stock. Um, but access to sanitary items should be a right, not a privilege. And so when we've installed them into schools, we're now rolling, um, we've been working with QUT to measure what is the impact of that to a trajectory of a life of a girl um, in education. So we're still waiting on that. We have just finished um, our research. Uh, we, we've rolled out a campaign with, um, Facebook. So shut the front door. The world's biggest communicator came on board when I begged them to help me remove the shame and stigma around menstruation because we know, I know, and we know that ending period poverty is not just about getting access to sanitary items. It's about making sure that people have access. It's about removing the shame and stigma. And then it's about educating, which you can't educate unless you remove the shame and stigma. Otherwise, you'll have kids sitting there going, la, 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 I don't want to hear this. Um, so Period Pride for us was a really impactful campaign that we've been rolling out with um, Facebook. 
it, within that, we had the bloody big survey. So that survey was to gather the information and the data that's never been seen in the world. We ended up getting 125,205 respondents, which is now the biggest body of data that the world has ever seen around menstruation. So that is actually currently being um, cleansed by the Y-Hive uh, data scientists and then going off to Swinburne University for them to prepare what that looks like from an advocacy space and what it is to tell the story of data to the everyday person, which I tell you I am the most excited about that because that data will help us inform changes. So while we're looking at education and we're looking at um, lots of the governments in each state are coming up with, uh, we're going to put sanitary items into schools. At this stage, they're allocating $3.67 per student. That's great. It's a headline. It's a start. But $3.67 per student per year is not going to get you a lot of parts and capital. So, um, yeah, no. <laughs> well, that's one period, right? So, um, but until we've got that data, and then there's also, you know, there's multiple questions within that. Uh, how many women just work? How many women have, you know, what is the impact of the period on support and work? How do we look to, and then we've obviously got the big campaign around Pad Up Public Health where we want to make sure that every public hospital has access to sanitary items because it's there's no way that you should be turning up to hospital with any kind of condition be offered a band-aid a panadol or a cat scan but not a not a pad or a tampon it's just not okay so yeah so that data will help us make absolute federal changes and state changes um, and will be used obviously as the biggest body of data in the world now to start to look at what do we want to see in the world that's incredible. That, you know, the potential for the global impact is huge from that research. Absolutely. So, um, there's been so many things that you've done over the last, you know, what is it, six years. What what would be some of your proudest achievements? Oh, I'd have to say the removal of the tampon tax. To be to be honest, I think that I just stood on the top of the shoulders of many people over the last 20 years who tried to do it i just we just did it in a different in a different way we we took it from a political power and not so much the um you know over the years there have been so many changed all petitions that had been done but we really did it from a political um stance and i'll, I'll i will never forget getting my first text message from natasha stotterskoy and saying i'm so proud of you I, I have tried so hard for 20 years to get this removed and I'm just like, I'm, she's like my absolute girl crush, Natasha. So um, I was so proud to, to be part of that, you know, but that doesn't mean that making sure that a woman who's spending Christmas in a DV shelter and she gets a bag, I'm not less proud of that than I am um, that we've removed the tampon tax. I think that that very impact of the bag or ensuring that a girl can go to school today because she has access to sanitary items has has a power that i just I, i'm just so proud of yeah amazing oh, so incredible uh, but I'm, I'm sure it hasn't been all amazing achievements and easy days what about some of the challenges like what what has been your biggest challenges and like created so much incredible change has um, there been things that maybe haven't happened as easily or that you haven't been able to achieve yet? Yeah, um, I think probably there's been many challenges along the way. I think time has been the biggest challenge. I mean, for three years I ran 
my business and ran Share the Dignity at the same time and no one would have ever, like it just, it just happened. And, it, and to be honest, it is a bit of a blur. It's like being a, a new, having a new business and Share the Dignity is a business. We're just in the business of making a difference. It had to be built exactly the same because it needed to be here much, probably much longer than I'll ever live, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, I, look, I think time has been the biggest piece that's been really hard for me, never having enough time, never having probably the money to put in um, the correct IT at the big beginning of the charity. We are just about to move into an, a bespoke IT solution to manage the 3,000 uh, charities that we work with, 5,500 volunteers, the 3 million sanitary items that we collect and the 630,000 bags that we've collected along with the 350 vending machines that I could tell you that the school in Broome yesterday that vended um, 44 packs and all of those so all of that data is so important but it's all been so disconnected for so many years that bringing it together will save us time resources and be able to pull together you know if I'm doing an interview in um, Villa Wheeler I want to know, have we got a vending machine there? How many volunteers do we have? It has to be sourced from about six different places right now. So that's probably been the biggest challenge for us. But, you know, when I um, show people how we do stuff, they're like, oh, my God, this is incredible. So I'm so proud of what we've been able to do with what we've got. But if I had had, um, you know, some 100,000 along the way where someone could have said to me, here's a solution for you, um, here you go we didn't we just didn't have it so we now are sitting in a place where data collection for us now will be a godsend yeah incredible That's the biggest challenge though yeah so what's next for share the dignity yeah look there's some really exciting things that are happening i'm i'm so thrilled to um say that we are actually pulling together a global period poverty forum so um we in October next year, we are asking leaders from around the world to come together in Brisbane. Um, and I'm pretending that COVID doesn't exist, but we actually do have Zoom on Borders, our um, corporate partners, to bring that live to anyone who may be watching in Nigeria or India or anywhere around the world. Because obviously, this isn't a problem that just exists in Australia. It is happening everywhere. And, you know, my goal is to have Justin Ardern opening um opening the Global Period Poverty Forum and to have some of the amazing leaders from around the world that do such great work in this space, to have us all in one room or one platform where we can um, amplify our voices and see um, global change around menstruation and period poverty and what that looks like, and then to work out what, what do we need to do? What are the top three things that we need to pull together in the next couple of years to make this happen? So. That I couldn't be any more excited about because I feel like we have so much more work to, here to do in Australia, but we actually lead the world in addressing period poverty. So while our government doesn't lead the world, Share the Dignity does. There is no other country that has distributed 3 million um, period products around the world and has what we have. And I would like to learn from the others and I'd like them to learn from what we do and to bring every brand so whether you're Procter and Gamble, you buy Kotex, Libra, any of them, this is not a competition. This is about how do we work together collaboratively to address period poverty around the world. That is incredible. Oh my gosh. It That's is big and exciting. Yeah. Yes, it is. Oh my gosh. That's actually incredible. Yeah, I'm yeah. a bit blown away by that. 
That's going to yeah. be amazing. Yeah, it is. And I'm, so, really, I'm so excited. Yeah. You've really gone from, you know, back in 2015 and asking your friends for every bottle of wine to throw in, you know, a pad or a tampon to now actually making a profound impact at a global level. It's just mind-blowing. Like, do you sometimes just go, how has this even happened? Like, yeah, yeah it's amazing. I think I'm probably just going a million miles an hour and haven't really ever, like most women, you don't really celebrate the big wins. You stop and just go, right, what's next? So I think um, COVID really opened up the doors to, for me especially, to understand that um, a rested brain for me is a much more productive brain and I wore busy like a bloody badge of honour for so many years. Um, I now am in a space now with 15 staff and five and a half thousand volunteers and are really, you know, building the foundation of this business was really hard work. So I feel like once you've built it and we've got some walls, we're now in a space where we're putting furniture in each room. Some rooms have even got bloody dunas on the bed. But it's allowed me to be able to have a rest in that bed and to be able to go, oh, my best ideas come when I'm just pottering around the yard and instead of just, you know, bang, bang, bang. Go. But at the end of the day, I didn't have a choice. We had to just build that business the way that we did because the women that we work for are the women who are going without the very basic of essentials. And I think that's that's always my driver. Mm. Amazing. Rochelle, I'd love to ask, what advice would you have for someone else who's out there who is is a visionary like you are? I mean, to achieve what you've achieved, you have to have that big vision. But to someone who has a big vision and want to get started in making an impact in some way, is there any advice or words of wisdom you would share? Yeah, yeah I would just say surround yourself with amazing people. Put yourself in that room. Put yourself out of your comfort zone. Make sure that, you know, when you're, and people say network, 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 and that's cool just to go to events, but really be trying to look at who, who may be at that event. And if you only got to speak to three people, who are they that you want to speak to and have a little Google search on what they look like and who they are and just, you know, take it up a notch. Make sure you know who you want to speak to. Look at that. We're like Christmas trees. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, I have met some amazing people who have helped me so dramatically on the way you know whether it's whether it's a, a nugget of information that may have just crossed in a conversation or whether it's somebody who helps you with a lot more time you know and remembering that as a woman it's really important to drop the ladder down and give that help back to other people is is my biggest advice all right if you've got something that you can help another person with it's time it's our job as women to support each other whatever way we can so cool. So true too. Um, yeah. So how can people support if they haven't already know about the different ways that they can support Share the Dignity? Um, how can they get on board with helping? Yeah, in March and August, we do collection drives. So buy a packet of pads or tampons or incontinence products or period underwear, drop them in to any box in um, March and August in Woolworths or any other collection point in Australia. Um, Nominate yourself or your friends to come along to Oz Mum. You will help share the dignity, but you'll also help yourself. And I think that's the biggest blessing from being in that room with, with women. Um, whilst it might help you in your business, there's also some amazing friendships that I've met along the way. And, you know, I spent the weekend in Manly with 
Emma, who I absolutely love and cherish. And just spending time with great people is something you can never do enough of anyway. But and then at Christmas time, we um, the last two weeks of November, we ask people to give a pre-loved handbag, fill it with all life's necessities, and then get it into any Bunnings throughout Australia. Um, because there isn't a woman who's spending Christmas in a domestic violence shelter this year that we don't want a bag to go to. So otherwise, if you don't want to do any of that, you can move for dignity in October. It's where we ask everybody to move it, move it, and help us uh, raise funds to make sure that these vending machines stay stopped. Um, but yeah, there's so many other ways to help. I think the biggest and most powerful thing anyone can do is tell another woman today that this problem exists in Australia because there isn't anyone that you and I know that wouldn't be empathetic to a woman using socks or newspaper to deal with the period. Yeah, absolutely. So, Rochelle, I know that you're coming to the Sunshine Coast with yeah. us in September, so people can find you there if they're coming along as well. But how else can people follow you and, and keep up to date with what you're doing with Share the Dignity? Yeah, head to our social media, so our Facebook page. Um, tells really authentic stories about how we've been able to, to help have the impact that we've had. And we actually can't do it unless people donate, right? So there is no impact that actually happens unless you donate. You can also volunteer your time. So you can head to our website um, and volunteer your time. Follow me on LinkedIn or any of those sorts of places. I tend to speak a lot, so, you know, anywhere in Australia I'm talking normally at least twice a week somewhere. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on our brand new podcast. It's been so wonderful catching up with you and I'm just so inspired by everything that you're doing and everything you, you are planning to do in the, in the future as well. And congratulations. Thank you. I can't wait to see you in September. I know, I'm so excited to see you. It's going to be amazing. Amazing. Yeah, phenomenal. Fabulous. All well, right. we'll wrap up now, but thank you so much for being our guest. It's been so lovely catching up with you and hearing about all of your work. Yes. Thank you so much. All right, and have a wonderful day. We'll wrap up now. Bye. Thanks everyone for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Bye, Bye. everyone. Thanks, Rochelle. Bye.